Timberwolves are having themselves a night, Tristan. 55-37 right now over the Nuggets. Listen, it is the NBA. Some nights things are unpredictable, but the Timberwolves can just, like we talked about the Pelicans and the Thunder, if the Timberwolves can just kind of keep that together, they're another team with a lot of talent. Anthony Edwards leads the way with them. That's the killer. You need a killer on your team. It's Anthony Edwards. This team could bounce back from where they were last season. Yeah, and the Timberwolves last year were very pesky to mm-hmm. uh, to the Nuggets. 124-111. They ended up playing them in January. They just play them tough. They, they're the only team that got really more than a win. I think it was them and the Heat. They got a win from the from the Nuggets. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, not surprising. I don't know why I didn't think of it earlier. It's a long season, so there's plenty of time to... You know, get another time to take advantage of this. How many rebounds does Michael Porter Jr. have? Do not you have a it in front? Not I a lot. I maybe one. Okay, that's not. He's been terrible. All right. Well, you know what? This is good. We'll let the numbers go down, like I said, and then we'll we'll take advantage of it from there. Did you get more coffee? I did. Um, like, you, the minute it's like you you sit and plop that cup down, and it's just the whole room is filled with coffee, and it's good because it wakes you up. We don't even need the caffeine. Just. You smell it, you get a Very contact aromatic, high from your caffeine. Yeah, aromatic. nice contact high from it, you know? Yeah, I've had like a sinus <laughs> infection for like three weeks. I can't smell a thing. Is Jimmy can Butler you smell the coffee? still has 10 points. He's oh, three no. of seven from the floor through 20 minutes. You know what? I take it back what I said earlier about first quarters. Instead, Tyler I think Hero it's actually 20. the curse of the first quarter. If a guy has too big of a a first quarter, you're screwed the rest of the game. Yep. Right? You need 25 points, he has 12 in the first quarter, you're screwed. You need 11 rebounds and he has 8, you're screwed. Use a package. So I think that's where we are. Man. It's now the curse of the first quarter. I no longer like it. I've seen too many bad things happen with first quarter props that they are game props with the first quarter, it looks good, and then it goes to die. So I've changed my mind now. We no longer want to see that. I am shocked. Shocked, I tell you, that Trista. Of all people, turned off the Blazers-Pistons game. Her Blazers. Because, guys, this game, electricity all the way. I'm watching uh, 420 it. left, my favorite number. 96-95. <laughs> oh, that makes Over sense. Over 69? Um, Blazers up one. I need one three from Oster Thompson. Yeah, it's not coming it. home. No, but he's eight for 13 it. from the floor. He has 16 points. How many rebounds did you need? I need eight. He's got seven. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. And there's 420 to go. And it's a one-point game. Nice. Can we get overtime? And can we get an Oscar Thompson? I would love some overtime. Game-winning three from half court. That may, that may <laughs> be what it takes. Yeah, that may be what it takes. Is there's like point five on the clock. They can't get the ball into anybody. A shooter. They throw it to him. He heaves one at the buzzer. Bam! And Horvath hits the plus one twenty bet. <sighs> if it goes to overtime, he doesn't have to drink the crappy coffee tomorrow. <laughs> he could actually get Starbucks. <laughs> if it goes to overtime, you should go to one of those, the, whatever the specials were that Bet MGM has, and then you go in and you just bet the whatever's like a thirty-five foot three, yeah, twelve to one. That's what you got to do. If it goes to overtime, you bet that, and then both come home because that'll be your narrative and it'll come true. See, like all the bets that like I make that I feel good about, like Sabonis over twelve and a half rebounds. You know, he's hit this in seven of the last eight yeah. games. They, they won't have, but um, you know, like Wemby over four blocks last night, three and a half blocks hit. So I'm just plus trying to money, find plus these. Plus money, plus 500. Trying to find these fun ones. But uh, Thompson, 0 for 2 from 3. Just go back to it next that time. That might be next it game. from him. Yeah, I don't know if he's taking another 3 if we're being honest here. Nope, not in a one-point game. Absolutely not. No, be a terrible I mean, well, possession. Unless the shot clock's winding down. I and mean, then, you know, he throws something up and... Comes the... down to Jimmy Butler. We're going <laughs> to need 10 more from Jimmy. <laughs> All right, so we got some uh, the BetMGM NFL insights for the player and coach awards. The, the, the and I... Some of these are not surprising in terms of where the money's going at this point in the season. Because, you know, we're, now we're, I mean, it's, again, I'm going to pull the Francesa. I can't believe we're already in week eight. But we are. And 
You look and got a nice sample size of a majority of these teams and where some of these quarterbacks are if you're looking at MVP. It should surprise nobody that Offensive Player of the Year, highest ticket percentage, highest handle, biggest liability, everything, Offensive Player of the Year, Christian McCaffrey, like across the board. Even though I understand the year that Tyreek Hill is having, and I actually agree with this. I know some people are looking at Tyreek Hill and talking about MVP. Some people are saying Offensive Player of the Year, which I don't. It's not wrong to also think he deserves it, but Christian McCaffrey is so multifaceted. He does so much for that team and the 49ers. And on top of that, if Debo Samuel is going to continue to miss time, he's that much more important to the 49ers. The number is going to keep going up. He's going to continue. I like. I know the rushing yards and receiving yards don't necessarily eclipse eclipse 100 each one. But you put that together, and then he's getting multiple touchdowns every single game. He's equally a threat on the ground as he is a receiver. There's nobody in the NFL that's more of a threat, even Alvin Kamara. I'm sorry, I'd take him over Alvin Kamara right now in terms of what he's able to do. Oh, me too. I mean, I, I, there's not many guys I would take over Christian McCaffrey just because of like what you said, man, the skill set. I, I mean, all running backs now uh, are able to catch balls out of the backfield, unless you're A.J. Dillon, and even he can do so. Not but really. There's always a way to shoot, uh, get a shot at A.J. Dillon every um, time. I mean, but, like, at <laughs> Boston College, even Jonathan Taylor when he was at Wisconsin, like that last year that he was there, they wanted him to catch more passes because the knock was, hey, to play in today's NFL or to have a longer career as a back or to go a little bit earlier and make more money, you have to catch the football. But, I mean, like with McCaffrey and Gibbs, Gibbs is a really good route runner. That's why I love Jameer Gibbs so much, and that's why – some teams had him on the big board over Bijan. Bijan's probably the better, you know, down to down classic type running back. Although I don't know right now. I mean, look what Gibbs, Gibbs did insane. the other night. Yeah, yeah. But he's a great route runner as well. Mm-hmm. You can stick him in the slot, and that's the same thing with McCaffrey. And I mean, he was probably running routes at like seven years old. His dad Ed was one of the better route runners yep. in NFL history. Oh yeah. Um, so that broken leg. You know, oh, yeah. I still, yeah, I you still don't think he was that. teaching Christian McCaffrey how to. Run those crisp ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's what makes him so damn good is he's a touchdown machine. Unfortunately, you can't bet it anymore unless you're laying heavy chalk. Um, and, uh, yeah, he can do it all. He literally can do it all. He can throw the football if you need him to. You're right. Yeah. And they don't even let him do everything because in college, like, I covered him in the Rose Bowl against Iowa, and he returned punts. He returned kicks. Guy's just a weapon. He's what we thought Reggie Bush was going yes. to be. I would say Reggie, Reggie Bush was, was kind of that way early on with the yeah. Saints, though. I mean, yeah. didn't he have like 85 receptions some, his rookie he, he year or whatever? He had a really good season. Yeah. Um, the thing in he yes, he's been better down back because they had Deuce McAllister. Yeah, he's too. been he's been better than Reggie Bush. Sure, he's yeah. had a better career. I'll say this: this may be the evolution of the running back. Like we talk so much about how the running backs getting. I mean, it's not phased out, but we, they're priced out or whatever the narrative is like. This is what you do. If you're a young running back and you're in high school right now, you better be as good as a pass catcher as you are a runner because that will prolong your career. That'll make you more valuable. I mean, Jameer Gibbs has a chance to, even if he's, I mean, again, he's going to be Reggie Bush on steroids. Uh, Really? I mean, he can run the football the way that he does. He's versatile. He's a great pass catcher. Christian McCaffrey, we see what he does. Alvin Kamara. I mean, you go down the list. If you're a running back, you can't be just a big bruising back anymore. You've got to have hands. And if you can catch the ball out of the backfield, maybe even line up in the slot occasionally, you've now increased your value. You've made yourself an even better weapon. And you can prolong your career because, hey, line up as a receiver for a while. Christian McCaffrey is a receiver in the future. Yeah, your mileage. You know, it's not about the age. It's about the mileage. Mm -hmm. How many hits are you taking? Taking. Mm-hmm. And if you're out there in the slot, what, you like that? No, yeah, oh. I do, I do, I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're out there in the slot more than just running between the tackles, you're just your body's going to take less of a beating. Yeah. The other thing really quick on um, 
like that that I wonder is I talk like with a lot of my buddies that coach football and back like even like five six years ago everybody wanted to play running back guys wanted to I mean you know people wanted to be quarterbacks they wanted to be wide receivers now nobody wants to play that position everybody would rather be a slot wide receiver a wide receiver a defensive back a quarterback and it's because running backs don't make money and they don't get taken in the first round anymore I mean this year's a different example mm-hmm. because you had Bijan but I think I think that that's funny I want to see how that uh, changes in the future if it changes because like why would you want your kid to play uh, running back it's a dangerous position yeah. and you're out of the league most likely when you're 27 28 years old so even if you're 510 59 you know a lot of these guys like um, Notre Dame's best wide receiver is a converted running back Chris Tyree he's just a slot wide receiver now it's gonna be interesting to see how that changes you know obviously like you want your kid playing quarterback because they don't get hit or if you're smart, you want your kid playing golf. Or if you have, like, my kid's or a lefty, yeah. so I just tie his hand behind his back, and I want him to be a pitcher or a golfer. Yeah. <laughs> well, you mentioned Jameer Gibbs, Offensive Rookie of the Year now. Highest ticket percentage, Jameer Gibbs, 25%. Wow. The handle's still at uh, B. John Robinson, just under 24. Jameer Gibbs is now the biggest liability for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, that makes sense to me. He's I bet got, some Gibbs. He's got a yeah. lot of flash. He pops off the page. You know, C.J. Stroud, you know, you think maybe quarterback award. He started off really hot. But yeah. I think Jimmy, we saw this with Garrett Wilson last year. He came on late in the year after Brees Hall went down. And he ended up winning it because of the last eight weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. And who's to say with David Montgomery going down? I like Gibbs in terms of, uh, of his I actually bet features. him to win rookie of the year over the summer. I think it was like 10 to 1 or whatever it was, 10 to 1. I'd have to go back and look. But, yeah, I mean, we, we saw the, what he's able to do. You're, and the David Montgomery thing's interesting, though. Because what do they do when he's able to come back? I mean, this is what we expected from Jameer Gibbs from the beginning. I'm sure they did, too. That's why they drafted him so high. But David Montgomery's been a stud this year. Yeah, he is. Like, old-school running back, give the ball to him 30 times a game, and he's going to get you 120 and two touchdowns. So what do you like? What do, you do? The Lions have more weapons than yeah. they know what to do with. Not a bad problem to have, by the way. For sure. I mean, like Craig Reynolds... Um... You know, he's probably the odd man out. Sure. And he, he does some stuff. Like, he's always going to have a spot on that team, especially because of what he does. Like, he could block. He blocks downfield. He could catch balls out of the backfield. I still think Montgomery is going to be the um, the red zone goal line back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a Gibbs owner in fantasy or if you're playing those props, I think you're really going to hate David Montgomery because I don't know that you lose your spot just because of injury, and there's a reason why they're paying him so much money. Like, both guys are going to get touches. But Gibbs has proven, though, he's an every-down back. Yes. Yeah. But that's what I like about Detroit. Even There's no reason that you should have an every down back. I get pissed as a Packer fan because, I mean, there's also no reason that Aaron Jones shouldn't have more than 10 touches. But, yeah, you should have an A.J. Dillon and an Aaron Jones, like a change of pace type back. Um, I think that's the way to operate, and that's what the Lions have. And it's 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 kind of cool what they have because David Montgomery has the power. He could be the power back. He could get the goal line touches, but he could also catch balls. He has the speed. He could break away. He could bust one for 40. You know what I mean? And Gibbs could kind of do the same thing. That was my worry. Like, is he the goal line back? Does he have enough power? Is he so small and just like shifty that he's more of the home run hitter? But no, man, like he proved in that primetime spot, he could break tackles. He's shifty. He's really damn good. And that's a good problem to have too many weapons for them, especially when Jared Goff's your quarterback. As we talked about, yeah. those cold weather games, those pass rushes you're going to see if you're a playoff team, San Francisco, Nick Bosa coming at you, you know, Philadelphia with all their pass rushers, Dallas with the you know top three pass rush win rate right now. I can't remember if they're number one or not. It's changing every single week. But those are the three teams that you're going to have to beat if you're going to win a playoff game or if you're going to get to the Super Bowl in the NFC and all of them 
uh, get after the quarterback. So that's a good thing to have is a good run game because they're going to have to probably rely on both guys. And if you're the Lions with this offense, don't you kind of feel like you got to go all in with everything offensively this year knowing Ben, ben Johnson's probably gone? Yeah. He's getting a head coaching job. Yeah. So it could still be a good offense. I mean, look, the Eagles are starting to pick things up. Eagles are still a very good offense. But, right, we've talked about how you're like, hold on. It's not Shane Steichen. We're seeing how important he was specifically to Jalen Hurts last year. Hurts has looked better. He's getting more accurate down the field again. You're seeing a little less running. The knee is a whole different story. But, like, you got to think about that a little bit if you're Detroit in the front office going – we don't know, like, I'm sure they've got a plan in place and you maybe promote from within or you got somebody else out there you're thinking about, but it's let's take advantage of this offense and give Ben Johnson every weapon we can and just accentuate the strength that you have and use that against everybody else. Yeah, I uh, I think the thing that shocked me about Gibbs was how much he was able to turn the corner. And we knew he had burst. We knew that, you know, pretty much in college, everywhere he went, with Georgia Tech, Alabama, whatever. But, you know, when you've got the NFL speed and we weren't necessarily sure how he was going to be used, like Ryan said, in that offense, considering that David Montgomery was there, that was a big breakout game on Monday mm-hmm. Night Football. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we've been waiting for it, right? And, like, that's the thing. A lot of these rookies, both guys that I played, are finally getting hot, which I like. Dalton Kincaid and Gibbs. I didn't do anything with the quarterbacks just because – I didn't think the Texans were going to be this good, and I know they just lost to the Panthers. I also wonder if maybe that hurts C.J. Stroud, just the fact that that head-to-head, head-to-head matchup happened. Um, <clears throat> so I think Gibbs is the wall. And, and Bijan's just not putting up the numbers. Right no. Now. And really, at the beginning of the season, it was more Bijan, and you kind of saw him kind of taking over that feature back spot. Tyler Algier was getting, not phased out, but not getting as many carries as you thought he would, as many touches as you thought he would. Yeah. And you're kind of going, well, Jameer Gibbs has his moments his rushing and receiving yards was kind of a lower number, so it hit the over a couple of times, and he got hurt. And now you've kind of seen those roles reversed a little bit. Although I'll say this, like if you do want to buy some Bijan, maybe now is the time at 14-1 to 1 yeah. if you believe that Tyler Heine- or Taylor Heineke is going to be able to actually push the ball down the field and they're going to have a better passing offense. Because the issue for Bijan, the reason that he's not putting up the big rushing numbers, I mean, well, hopefully um, with Heineke you get the dump-off reception numbers. He gets more snaps than Algier and Patterson. But also, like, they're so one-dimensional. They've been an under-team because they have no threat of passing attack, uh, of a passing attack down the field, even with Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Maybe now, um, with a real quarterback, those rushing numbers will go up. Because, I mean, right now he's running into loaded boxes. Teams are just stacking the box and saying, beat us with a run game. And, you know, they haven't been able to because of Desmond Ritter. Um, You know, despite all this, though, if we're being realistic, the heavy favorite... C.J. Stroud, minus 165. Let's let's be honest here. He keeps having the season that he's having, especially with the offensive line not doing anything for him, staying poised in the pocket, not turning the ball over. It's going to be really hard for C.J. Stroud not to win Offensive Rookie of the Year at this point. Or Jordan Addison at 12-1, to especially now that Kirk's done. Uh, if he keeps putting you up numbers forget Jordan Addison without Justin Jefferson. Yeah. He plays like a vet. 12-1's an interesting price. Bet MGM the night. It's time for our hosting trifecta to take a break. We'll be right back with more on BetMGM Tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL.